0: Reds and the Pirates have been battling for the bottom of the division for much of well the last decade. Today we will tell you why that will not continue to be the case and this season is going to be a special season because we've got a lot of young talent both in Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. We've got all that and more for you on today's special opening day crossover edition of Locked on Reds and Locked on Pirates. Let's do it.
1: Hello and welcome into this crossover edition for opening day. We are one day away. It's happening on Thursday. If you're listening to this on Thursday, well, then hey, happy opening day. But we are recording this and releasing this on Wednesday. I'm your host, Jeff Gar, alongside Steven Offenbaker. We are the co hosts of Locked On Reds, and we are joined with Ethan Smith today from Locked On Pirates as we get ready. For this matchup, both Locked On Reds and Locked On Pirates are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. And as lifelong fans of both of these teams, we've all seen our shares of struggles. And, well, last year was no exception. However, this year will be different for a couple of different reasons as both the Reds and the Pirates look to take a step forward and before we jump into all of that I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So we're going to start with this when we're talking about this opening day matchup between the Reds and the Pirates Hunter Green Mitch Keller what will we see from each team today that
2: is a sign of taking the next step Ethan take us away man. Uh Well, one, uh you mentioned the young players already. On top of that, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this will likely be the youngest uh, opening day pitching matchup. I know Hunter Green is the youngest opening day starter. Mitch Keller coming in at 26 years old, which would clock them in at 24 and a half years old combined. Quick math on the part of Ethan over here. Um But yeah, I mean, it's going to be really fun to see how these two teams, not only at the beginning of the season with some of the young guys that are up here already, but as the season trickles on, you're going to get the likes of two guys that just so happen to almost share a last name that are going to be a problem in this division for the next decade, rather than the detrimental past decade that both of our teams have seen.
1: And I think that's the important part about this season for both of these teams and something that we'll see today is the fact that we can see the future. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel for both of our teams. We've been constantly rebuilding both the Reds and the Pirates basically for all of our lives. I mean, there's been blips of little playoff appearances here and there, but there's never been a year where we're just like, this team is a contender. This team is ready to go i mean the reds had it in 2012 a little bit and it ended in heartbreak and pretty much just got shot all to pieces in 2013 thanks to the freaking wild card game and johnny quito dropping a ball but when you look at the future for both of these sides it's very evident and we're going to see much of it on the field on thursday
2: yeah i agree can't i mean you can't agree more than that and also both of these teams were pretty busy including having a trade with each other. And it's very interesting enough that dowry Moretta looks like he's going to break pirates camp and be on the MLB roster after all with some IL stints coming from the bullpen. So Kevin Newman versus dowry Moretta on opening day, make it happen. We need it. So we can see who officially won the trade. Honestly. I mean, we have, we have to see it this weekend, (laughs) at least once. I mean, just give it to us and, and give it to us in the biggest spot possible, like bottom of the eighth inning, bases loaded tie game like just make it happen it'll be great
1: i have seen some predictions steve that kevin newman is the next kyle farmer
0: oh god help us listen uh I, I think Kevin Newman will be a valuable bench piece. I, I think that uh, he will get some playing time because of the experimentation that we're going to get with Jose Barrero. But we're talking about two teams that have been downtrodden for a long time, Jeff. And, and you kind of hit on that with a decade of disappointment. I think that's probably what we can call it. Uh, but going to opening day this year, 2023 never mind what last season's win totals were never mind what's happened with either of these franchises leading up to this point if you have a ticket to opening day at great american ballpark in cincinnati just outside of the specialness that is opening day in cincinnati once you make your way to the ballpark and you settle into your seat and you've got your fry box and you're ready for the game you're going to get to see some very special young baseball players. Uh, For the Reds, you're going to see Hunter Green on the mound, as Ethan mentioned, youngest starter on opening day in baseball this year. Uh, You're going to get to see O'Neill Cruz, who will eventually be a great member of the Los Angeles Dodgers. So you've got these guys that are are special. They're just special players. And to go out to the ballpark and see them kind of here in the beginnings of their careers, but still able to play in an – Elite level. I'm excited. I'm excited to get into the ballpark and see all of these young guys.
1: John Heyman was first on that report for the O'Neill Cruz deal. um <laughs> As we were talking off air, well, about-
2: and, and as usual, he would be wrong there because O'Neill Cruz has already <laughs> been a member of the Los Angeles Dodgers and was traded, of course, for great reliever Tony Watson, who pitched a grand total of, I believe, eleven innings. Or the los angeles dodgers yeah
0: team. i think you guys won that trade Ethan. just
2: just <laughs> maybe just a little
0: bit just a little bit and i mean so many
1: different uh young players are going to be on the pirates and the reds i mean the reds we're, we're going to get to see a full season out of spencer steer which we were happy to see in september the year of steer is here and we have will Benson. Are we doing that and,
2: is that yeah, what I'm, we're doing the year we're doing that. Of steer is here We're doing
1: this, but Will Benson, he's going to be phenomenal. I can't wait to watch him play a whole bunch. There's going to be so many different dudes that kind of take over, but it's the guys who have been here who are the quote unquote veterans on the roster and Jonathan India and Tyler Stevenson that are really going to lead this lineup. I mean, Jonathan India finally understands who he is. He is a leadoff guy. He's not a big bopper. He's not a power hitter. He's not a home run guy. He is a leadoff guy, a catalyst for the rest of this lineup. And Tyler Stevenson, they have a plan to protect him. And I feel like that was the biggest thing that the Reds could have done this offseason outside of literally changing everything about their franchise and actually going after free agents. But what they were able to do in protecting him, we're going to see that in action on opening day because with Tyler Stevenson in the lineup, this Reds lineup is actually scary. It was not scary for a lot of the season last year because he only played 50 games. So if we can keep him in the lineup for you know another 100 games, that's going to make this team that much more better. And I think we're going to see that against Mitch Keller coming up here on opening day because I, I, I love the talent that those two guys can have. They're going to be a good leader, and it's it's interesting looking at this. Th- this was something I decided to do. I, I went back and I looked at the history of opening day between the Pirates and really Pittsburgh as a whole and Cincinnati, going all the way back to eighteen eighty two. Whenever the Reds came back into the National League after having been banned and all that good stuff, uh, mostly that's just because of what baseball almanacs showed me, and I didn't want to go to multiple websites to put that all in. But the Reds and the Pirates have played thirty times steve who is winning the
0: series right now do we have to talk about that yes we're really going to talk (laughs) all right fine the pittsburgh pirates out of the 30 contests played thus far uh, have won 20 of those games they take two out of three uh but i will go on record to say the next 30 the reds are going to take two out of three (laughs) i like that
1: I like, but, but Ethan, as we, as I've got it noted here in our rundown, what is the important stat about that since the year 1915?
2: Well, of course, for Steven's sake to get back to that point for the Reds, these teams are nine and nine since 1915 on opening day. So obviously if the Reds win two out of three over the next 30, then we'll be 500 on opening day for the rest of eternity. The Honus Wagners of the
1: world absolutely dominated the Reds in the early 1900s because the Pirates won 11 of 12 of the opening day meetings between 1882 and 1915. But yeah, I thought, you know, nice little history lesson as we go into opening day here. Plus, looking back at the last 10 opening days for the Reds, they're five and five. So I think it's time for the Reds to get ahead. But hey, we're going to talk more about that in a minute because we will answer the question of who will win today's game. We'll tell you why there's something at stake for Steve and Ethan coming up next. But what you have at stake is ever at FanDuel because today's podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. We're one day away. I've already said this, but we're one day away from opening day. And the only app you will need this season is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And plus, new customers get a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet. <laughs> doesn't win just check out fanduel.com slash locked on today and plus the reds and the pirates today the over under is at eight and a half i think i remember there was like a thing about like uh opening day unders or something like that. yeah so ethan's saying the under steve what do you got here
0: ah uh, i'm gonna say i'm gonna take the under too with hunter green pitching uh cincinnati in march ball's yeah. not gonna fly i'm taking the under there could be a lot of strikeouts. Plus, you can combine bets
1: like how many strikeouts a guy's going to have, how many home runs a guy's going to have, into a same-game parlay for an even bigger payout. So don't miss your chance today at the no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's at FanDuel.com slash locked on. It's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. They're the official sportsbook of Locked On. And now that sports betting is legal, sports betting has been legal for a while in Ohio. But, hey, if you want to make a few bucks more, check out Locked On Bets. Locked On has you covered with Lee Sterling as he is a professional handicapper for Paramount Sports. And every single day on Locked On Bets, he gives you free picks. So put some money in your pocket with Locked On Bets. It's just like Locked On Reds and Locked On Pirates, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Also, get ready for baseball season with Locked On MLB's ultimate six episode season preview. Our local and national experts, Steve and Ethan, were on the NL Central version, uh, give you the in depth analysis of every team and division in a way only Locked On can provide. Find all six episodes on Locked On MLB on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Tell them what that opening day
0: bet is. Steve and Ethan are going to be sweating this Thursday. Well, this listen, you know for for those that haven't <laughs> picked up on it yet, Ethan and I have a great friendly rivalry going on. We give each other a lot of static in the 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 Locked On hosts uh, private chat, and we do it here on the show and and out in the open on Twitter as well. And so we kind of talked about it. There's the the Royal Rumble, the WrestleMania image that ethan put together i think that's tweeted out in his uh twitter feed a little bit back you can go search that up but uh here's the bet here's what we have decided uh we have put we have made opening day matter more because here's how it's going to go folks if the cincinnati reds prevail on opening day which they will ethan smith will be recording his show uh in the near future wearing Reds regalia. He will be all decked out in Reds (laughs) gear for the YouTube feed. You're going to definitely want to tune in on that. When he does it, I'll do a drive-by on Locked On Pirates just to make sure he's dressed appropriately and representing the gear well. Now, much less likely, if the Pittsburgh Pirates win on opening day, then I am going to have to wear that god-awful yellow and black bumblebee stuff and record an episode of Locked On Reds decked out in pittsburgh pirates gear and i'm certain ethan will do a drive-by on our show yes. to make sure we are representing well and a little bonus for you ethan if you guys win on opening day jeff's gonna wear pittsburgh pirates gear as well wait i wasn't a part of this you are now i just put it out there
2: <laughs> i was gonna say at that point it's like you guys almost have to like just coincide there or, or even worse make steven do a uh, solo show and all the Pirates gear. Oh, no, no, no. So Jeff's
0: coming along for that ride. Mm, so that there's- I might have an off day coming up.
2: So that there's no, and that's what I think would be beautiful about it because then there would be no Reds representation at all except the logo. That would be it. <laughs> and then, of course, in my case, it'll be the only Pirates representation will be the jersey behind me and the Pirates logo. So it works out well. I think it'll be fun. Again, it's a fun matchup. I mean, you look at Hunter Green, kid's a stud. I have to admit it. I don't like saying nice things about the Reds as much as Steven doesn't like saying nice things about the Pirates. But you look at Mitch Keller, he had the best year of his career last year. Hunter Green on the come up. I mean, it's going to be a fun little matchup to watch. It's almost like watching two unranked college football teams go at each other, but they're like right outside of the top 25. And it ends up being like a quadruple overtime thriller. It's what I think you're in store for here. I think both of these guys could go for five innings of scoreless baseball. Which is why if you go to Fanduel, go bet that under eight and a half because I think that's a very real possibility for these guys. You're,
1: good thing I keep right. seeing good weather for Thursday. <laughs> if we're
0: yeah, gonna do it. It, it looks it looks like it's actually going to be great, Jeff. I've been watching the weather because you know I am not used to cold anymore. Well, and as but, you know,
2: and as you know, Stephen, baseball always whenever the Reds have opening day, they always have that day off the next day for that specific right? reason.
0: Exactly. exactly. But you know, Ethan, you're absolutely right about how these pitchers match up. They're going to be fun to watch. Uh, the thing with Hunter Green, and you may not know this, uh, you know, the the last third of the season last year, he really began to ramp it up and every start just got better than the last. Then he went out this offseason and not only has he really been working on his changeup but he's also worked on basically a second breaking ball. He's got breaking pitches now that break differently, two different breaking pitches. So uh, I think he has really expanded his arsenal. It's something we talked about at the end of last season with uh, Reds broadcaster Chris Welsh, who said that was an important step in Hunter Green's evolution was to add those pitches, and then he went out and did it. So I think that we're going to get Hunter Green that's even better than he was at the end of last season uh, as he continued to ramp up. He's looked great in spring. What can you tell us about what Mitch Keller is going to bring?
2: Well, one thing is that over the year last year, when you watch Mitch Keller, if you go back and watch anything prior to 2022, any sort of scenario where he had something going on, like a runner on first runner on second and scoring position or something like that, you could just noticeably tell that he would get rattled mentally As 2022 went on, though, I mean, he would get in the worst situations you could think of and get out with one run. Bases loaded, for instance. I think it was against the uh, Cardinals in St. Louis. He gets out of it with one run. The Pirates go on to win that game. And also, we all remember last offseason when he was throwing the ball 101 miles per hour in those bullpen sessions and everybody was flipping out. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't really matter to me, though. I'd rather see his command get better And that's what I saw. His command got better on all of his pitches. He took a noticeable step. And Mitch Keller's been around for so long that I think a lot of Pirates fans and baseball fans in general that are accustomed to what he does because a lot of people forget he was a top 100 prospect at one point don't realize that the kid's only 26. He still has his entire career ahead of him. And if he figures it out, I mean, you're going to have to talk extension with him eventually and you don't want him to get priced out. And that's something that obviously happens with teams like the Pirates and the Reds. But to mention this, to uh, make you guys happy, he does struggle against the Reds a lot. 11 starts, 6-8-0 ERA. Uh, I don't usually talk about the record because to me, records don't matter for starting yeah. pitchers anymore. But that's over 49 innings. So that's not anything to shy away from, but it is a new season and a very different mitch keller than i think what the reds have been accustomed to seeing over the last two or three years
1: and i definitely put stock in that too like the the improvement that mitch keller's put into his game last year can't be you know overstated when you're looking at these previous numbers we might be talking about a totally different guy altogether and that's where hunter green's improvement as well kind of came in is that you know kind of like Steve mentioned over his final, I believe is like four starts. He had an ERA under one. He had just an amazing strikeout to walk ratio, the kind of stuff that we sort of expected to see all year long. And he struggled with the long ball a little bit, but he didn't struggle with the long ball against the pirates last season in 13 and a third innings. He only had one earned run allowed, no homers. He had 19 strikeouts to eight walks in those 13 and a third innings. So, I find that very encouraging as well, but again, two starts, I mean, what do you really know out of two starts and to see Hunter green work that change up in that second breaking ball in this season, I really want to see him work it a lot against the pirates because it felt like there were times last year where he kind of got put into a little box where the hitter understood it was a fastball or a slider. And if he laid off of one and he just made contact with the other, then he was going to do damage against Hunter green. Now, he can mix it up on guys some more and probably get those outs and get moving along through the order a lot faster than he was last year. He, he ran up his pitch count a lot, really trying to strike guys out with just two pitches. I think that's going to change a lot this year when he can throw that change up up there, kind of
0: re-roll the at-bat and get to the next guy. And I don't know how you guys feel about it, but for me, uh, given the situation that both of these teams are in, these games, I know it's game one of 162, But for the Reds, at least, these are the games the Reds have to win. There are gonna be a lot of games coming up and with everybody playing everyone this year, we're gonna play a lot more difficult competition throughout, playing all of the division winners across baseball, playing a lot of the powerhouse big money teams all throughout baseball. So for the Reds, they've got to win these games. They've gotta win the games against the Pittsburghs. They've gotta win the games when they face teams like the Royals. Those are have to, must win games. So we're opening with what I feel like is a must win series. You have to win these things because the Reds absolutely cannot afford another disastrous start like we had last year when they went three and twenty-two. So, Ethan, I don't know how you feel about it, but do you look at it the same way in Pittsburgh, where you know these are the types of of series that are are maybe more important than when you face teams like the Dodgers or teams like uh, when you face the Yankees or, or guys that you know have really invested in big money players
2: well i wouldn't know my team had a winning record against those teams last year so (laughs) i I wouldn't i wouldn't know that but on a serious note yes i agree like when you're seeing the pirates eventually like play the oakland athletics or the washington nationals or the the tigers or teams like that those are series that you can go into confidently as a pirates fan and look at the roster that you have currently constructed and you're like okay we, we need to win two out of three here to show some improvement. And that's also going to go into win total improvement, player morale improvement. I mean, you're talking about all kinds of things that are just going to improve in the clubhouse if you go and beat these teams that realistically at this point in your rebuild you should be beating. But again, I mean, even those series against the Dodgers and the Yankees for a team like the Reds even two, you pull one out of there and keep it competitive through those games – I even feel like that's a benchmark more that more so than playing these smaller teams, because you're supposed to beat these teams that you're supposed to beat. Right. But then when you go to LA, like the pirates did last year and sweep the Dodgers, you're like, okay, there's something going on here. Like we, do we have something good brewing finally? So that's how I feel about it is when you see those big market teams, I get it. If you lose, it's just uh, expectation, but expectations are meant to be broken and hopefully Cincinnati and Pittsburgh do that this year
1: I remember a series at the height of the Yankees power in which the Reds made Stacy sweat quite a bit so that that was one of those things last year that was that was fun to watch and speaking of things that are fun to watch throughout a season coming up next what will be the biggest story for the Reds and for the Pirates we'll tell you what it'll be uh, right after this Cause I got to tell you about one of our other sponsors for today. And that is the ultimate GM app, ultimate baseball GM. Check it out at pro baseball dot or pro baseball, today. And when you're in the game store, use the promo code locked on to get a 100% free boost to your franchise. The ultimate baseball GM game puts you in control of a baseball franchise. You can take a bottom, a team from the bottom to the top and, As you build the roster, you build the coaching staff, you control the prices and all the different aspects of controlling a team. And we have a host competition right now. Each locked on MLB host has their own team team. And I've noticed that Jeff Ellis from locked on guardians is kind of running away with this. feel like he's yeah. a little bit of a veteran of this game. Maybe, maybe a ringer here. He's, he's probably uh, going to beat us all, but I know for me, it's been a little bit of a struggle trying to put my roster together. What about you, Ethan? What have you seen from this game?
2: Uh, the farthest I've got is 15 out of 25 seasons. Uh, the biggest advice I could give anybody, just stay away from free agency. Just, just, just stay away from it. Draft. Well, make sure your chemistries are put together. Pick some guys that look good. Potential means a lot, too, for trade assets. And honestly, the premium is only like 3 bucks. Just get it. Shows you trade value. Gives you a little extra money. Gives you extra XP to upgrade your players and stuff. So I always recommend that, too.
1: I know for a fact they didn't, but I feel like the owners of our two teams built this app. Stay away from free agency. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, check it out today. Ultimate Baseball GM. You can find it in the App Store or the Google Play Store or at probaseballgm.com. And like I said, in the game store, use the promo code Locked On to get a 100% free boost to your franchise. That's probaseballgm.com or the App Store today. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. In between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter. Get our takes as we're watching games, as we're in between episodes. You can follow Steve and myself. You can follow Steve at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And you can follow Ethan at MVP underscore Ethan. There's no Fs in that. And you can follow both of our shows on YouTube as we go throughout the season. I firmly believe that... Both of our teams, and maybe not necessarily for those that just only want to talk about playoffs and things like that, but I think that both of our teams are going to be one of the more interesting teams to watch, especially with what the Pirates have going on, the way that they've kind of built out their team. I told you last year, I think that this is the year they take a step forward, and I know that you've begrudgingly started to agree with me. So as you look forward to this season, what is the biggest storyline for the Pirates?
2: What are the steps that these young guys take? I think is the biggest storyline. There's obviously another storyline going on right now that's been going on for the last like three and a million years that'll eventually hit ahead, but who knows? Who knows when that'll happen? But you're looking at guys like O'Neill Cruz. I mean, the kid last year was breaking stat cast records without breaking a sweat. I mean, he literally had eyes pinned on him as soon as he got up here. But Key Brian Hayes, your longest tenure guy, one of the longest tenure guys you have at this point, and your longest extended guy to this point, when does the back catch up to the glove that he has that has gold glove potential? That's mm-hmm. something you're looking at. Andy Rodriguez is a guy that's going to be up here eventually. What kind of impact does he make? You're looking at Johan Oviedo and Luis Ortiz, Mitch Kellard, Ruanji Gutierrez, guys like that. What kind of steps are these guys going to take? And are they going to be the reason why the win total improves or are... G-Man, Choi, Carlos Santana, and Rich Hill are going to be the reason why the win total improves. There's a lot of different things to look at here, but I think the blend of veterans with the blend of young guys is going to be a very, very good cohesion for this team, which is why I predicted them to win 74 games. And I, I, I've had people tell me I was low-balling there. I just, I'm accustomed to being hurt. So 74, <laughs> I thought was like a great baseline for me there but i would say that's the biggest storylines what do these young guys do and what kind of uh, steps do they take and where do they end up by the end of the year
1: accustomed to being hurt should be the reds and pirates motto
0: for their rivalry steve Absolutely, and and you know for for red storylines, Jeff, uh, I'm I'm gonna skip to my secondary. I'll let you take probably what's the primary storyline because it sounds an awful lot like what Ethan just said uh, as far as the Reds go as well with youth movement. But for me, there's a secondary storyline that while not very impactful on the win loss total, you know, it matters to me and it matters to a lot of reds fans, uh, you know, after 16 seasons in Cincinnati, we might be looking at Joey Votto's final year as a member of the reds. And one of the big questions is what is Joey Votto even going to look like when he does finally make his debut for the 2023 season? Uh, He's coming off major shoulder and bicep reconstruction. He's 39 years old. Uh, He's in a career that's a hall of fame career, but is winding down. And for me, I hope that uh, he is around for a couple more seasons and, once again, defies the odds, defeats father time and is the comeback player of the year. So that's something that I'm going to be watching. It's going to be, I think if they make some kind of announcement that it's his final season, I'll, every day will be Joey Votto watch. But for me, it's going to be Joey Votto watch either way, just to kind of pay attention to how he's doing and and how he's uh, drawing things to a close, whether it's in baseball in general or just with the Reds.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing to watch with the Reds actually kind of goes with the theme of comeback player of the year, but it's the other guy on the roster that might be gunning for that, and that's Jonathan India. And I think that there's two reasons why I'm watching Jonathan India very closely this year. We talked about it already. He understands his role. He knows he's the catalyst. He knows he's the leadoff guy. But he also came into camp wanting to be a leader, wanting to be a vocal leader for this team, a guy that players can gravitate towards. He even used the term, I'm one of the veterans on this team, as strange as it may sound. So he knows where he's at. And something that Joey Votto said here recently that I saw Bobby Nightingale tweet out was that he's, you know, being around these players, being around this team, there's so many guys who want to be better, who want to overachieve, who want to succeed. And that sounds all, you know, hunky-dory, gosh darn, that sounds fun. But Joey says that there's something to that. The teams that he's been on that have felt that way in spring training are the teams that generally succeed throughout the year. Now, I'm not saying that this means they're going to be a playoff team just because they they love each other and they love baseball. But I think that there's something to the knowing that this team's not going to be tore down. This team is going to just only be built up. We might be talking about maybe Will Myers, maybe one or two other guys getting traded and that's it so these guys are going to be together all season how do they grow together how do they incorporate the new young guys it starts with jonathan india and i believe that he is going to be a lot of fun to watch this year as he grows and bounces back from as as he termed it a wildly disappointing 2022
0: yeah, you're, you're not wrong, Jeff. And and then the other piece of that is you talk about India being the leader. Well, the the, the other storyline is going to be uh, the dividends on the hall, basically. You know, the Reds went out and got all of these players that should be arriving this year, right? Does Ellie De La Cruz show up? Does Matt McLean show up? Do we ever see CES this season? What kind of strides does Noelvi Marte make? What about the other pitchers, Levi Stout, Brandon Williamson? There's all of these subset storylines within the Reds, and I think Ethan, you were kind of hitting on this too with the youth in Pittsburgh. It's you know now's the time where we want to see the rewards, we want to see the dividends paid on the sacrifice of the rebuilds and the trades and the the building to this moment, and and probably that's the overarching theme, right? You know, it's yeah. not a specific storyline, but the over theme of both of these teams within this division how does the youth respond and does all of the work finally pay off
2: yeah and i i mean you can't agree more with that it's just it's what it's going to be and honestly with this opening day series i would go out and say when the reds and the pirates meet way later in the season versus today or tomorrow or however you want to look at it depending on when you're listening these two teams are not going to look the same at all not, not in any stretch of the imagination outside of the, some of the guys that we mentioned today that are staples of the rosters. I mean, you're you're going to see a lot of different guys coming in and out for the better. It's, it's going to be only for the better, I would imagine, for both of these teams.
1: Absolutely, and I think that is the perfect way to end today's podcast. Thank you, everybody, for checking out this crossover edition of Locked On Reds and Locked On Pirates. Happy opening day. Wherever you may be listening or watching, we are so happy that baseball is back and we will be seeing what the Reds and Pirates have for us this season. But that's going to do us for today. Make sure you go check out the division previews from uh, the all divisions, from the NL Central to the AL Central to the AL West, AL East. You know the divisions, all of them. Locked On MLB has you covered for them all. Because Locked On MLB is right here with you every single day because we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and we will talk to each and every one of you tomorrow.